From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome back to Startups of the Week, a Chronicle business podcast with me, Trisha Tadani. And me, Alex Wilhelm, Editor-in-Chief of Crunchbase News. Together, each week, we pick a group of startups that are trending on Crunchbase. We're looking for under-the-radar companies that have raised less than $50 million and are here in the Bay Area. Today, we'll tell you about Liquid Space, which wants to help you find your next temporary office, Matrix Industries, which sells a watch with a twist, and Polar, an app that wants to help your next Instagram shine. Let's get into it. Welcome to our Startup of the Week series. I'm Trisha Tadani, a general assignment business reporter here at the San Francisco Chronicle, here with my trusty sidekick, Alex Wilhelm, um, editor-in-chief of Crunchbase News. So um, we come at you every single week giving you three startups that you probably haven't heard of yet, um, and they're the ones that are trending on Crunchbase. Yes. Um, so we talk a little bit about them, tell you why they matter, and yeah, that's about it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how we choose the companies? Yeah. So if you're a regular viewer, same rules as always. Less than $50 million in funding have to be based here in the Bay Area. Haven't been acquired, haven't raised in the last month, and then we rank you based on your last week's trend score, which is essentially how much uh, search traffic have you gotten on Crunchbase mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. And from that, we pick about three, and we talk about them, and we're trying to figure out, again, like what's the next big right. thing? Because, again, we all know about Uber. Apparently, it's a big deal now. Uh, yeah. But I want to know kind of what's... <laughs> What's next? What's bubbling on the surface? Exactly. Yep. And and these are stuff in our back. These are companies that are in our backyard in the Bay Area. So we yes. should should know about them. Um, anyway, so the first one that we have is one called Liquid Space. So this is like the easiest way to explain it is it's like an Airbnb for office space. So they aggregate like all of these open um, listings for you know extra desks and office spaces around the city, and then put it onto one website similar to Airbnb. And then if you are an employee looking for somewhere to work, you can go on this website and find somewhere. And you can lease it on a monthly, from like an hourly to a daily to a monthly. Oh, so if I need basis. a desk now or a desk for this week or a desk for the next six yeah. months, it yeah. can meet my needs. Right. You know, normally I hate it when people say like, oh, it's the X for Y. It's the Uber for tortillas. You know, it's the Salesforce <laughs> so, for small dogs. What is the Uber for tortillas? It's unclear. But okay. this is a well, time in which out. the Airbnb for offices actually makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. And I don't mind the analogy. Yeah. And yeah. I can see the demand for it. I mean, I've worked at companies that have gotten too much space, they've had too little space. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get right because leases are often very inflexible. So if this can solve a supply problem, I'm kind of all yeah. for it. Yeah. So this this one, um, this is like riding off of this this trend of telecommuting, which is the official yeah. word for just working remotely. Um, and a lot of, and a lot of, it's the fancier word. Um, and a lot of their um, employees, they the uh, CEO was telling me that they range from like, the new startup that doesn't have enough capital yet and has a little bit of uncertainty, so is it worth them leasing out a space? No, probably not. To the company that has grown so much that they all of a sudden need more place to put their employees. Yeah, but, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. their customers can be both the most nascent of young companies that would make our list all mm-hmm. the way up to, you know, maybe even a public company that needs just more office space in, you know, Denver. So right, I'm yeah. And like as that. it becomes easier to work remotely, I mean, these spaces are becoming more and more popular. I'm kind but, of curious on the remote work point because yeah. we filmed this right here in the Chronicle. You can see the newsroom behind us. Mm-hmm. And every time I come here, I love the kind of energy of the space. Yeah. Um, I've worked both remotely and in offices, and I have to say I've really come to prefer 
actually going to work because the separation from work and home is so critical just to, to me not losing yeah, my stuff yeah, over time. Right. But so it's interesting. So there's this report um, by this company called Flex Jobs, um, and they they track um, telecommuting jobs against that fancy word. <laughs> um, and so they said that in uh, 2017, 40 percent more U.S. employers they offered flexible workplace options than in 2010, showing obviously it's growing I rapidly. Almost, I'm almost surprised it's not a bigger jump because mm-hmm. in 2010, I feel like. Even broadband penetration to homes was less, you know, common. Whereas yeah. now everyone's got a high, a fast connection. So right. I maybe would have thought it would have gone up faster, unless I'm underestimating how many companies allowed this back yeah. in 2010. But but I'd be interested over the next few years as you know more people start to work remotely. Will working together in an office will that become more novel? Um, and and you know that that also gives rise to more of these shared workspaces that Liquid Space puts on their website because you can be in a space with other people. Yeah, one so. of my one of my best work friends, Holden Page, who writes with me, um, is remote for us. He's in Eugene, Oregon, and mm-hmm. he kind of bounces between coffee shops, his home office, and co-working spaces. Yeah, and I think of that, I go, oh, that sounds awful. He loves it. Yeah, but I would be very bad to, at that to your also. own preferences for sure. Yeah. But personally, I would like to have free coffee and a door that locks. <laughs> That's all I want. Like. I would like free coffee too. We don't have that. Um, no comment on the Chronicle's current benefits packages. Anyway, <laughs> our next one is um, a company called Matrix, in- Matrix, Matrix Industries. Yes. Um, so they make a smartwatch, but it's not just any smartwatch. It is a smartwatch that gets charged by your body heat, which to me is fascinating. Um, because all you need to do to charge it to make sure your watch is alive is you just need to stay alive. <laughs> so it's very convenient. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go that direction. With that. That's a little it macabre. Um, this is a great watch for all you living people out there. If you've currently been deceased, <laughs> please stop wearing it. Um, so a couple of questions about this. How much power can you get out of body heat? Because I feel like there's not that much radiation of heat from, yeah. from my wrist, say. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that you can only power lower... Um, energy requiring device like the, the new apple watch for example has wireless charging i think and i, I you know that probably demands a lot of power it's got a yeah. screen you can do lte whatever whatever but if you're just using your body heat it's probably right. a, like a, a, a you know a more simple device which yeah. is fine if you want that right so that's an interesting point but so this watch you know it is it's like a fitness watch um so the idea is that you'll be when you're wearing it you'll be working out in theory. So then mm-hmm. with as your body uh, heat rises, then more energy gets stored into that watch and then I guess they must have some repository or something to store all that extra energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. But I mean this, this solves the perpetual pro- pro- perpetual problem that we have with our devices that they they die. They um, they constantly die. Yeah, and you use AirPods, right? I do use AirPods yeah. because I'm not cool. That's why. <laughs> well, I'm um, too cool. But um, AirPods often die on me too. I mean, I I yeah. forget to charge. I leave them out of their case cuz I'm I'm horrible right. and I just pick them up and I put them on and they make this little sound it's like do 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 do. Yeah. It means they're dead. And something that the CEO mentioned to me is like in the future, you know, if they refine this technology with the watch, they would be interested in also transferring that into wireless headphones as well that so, is so cool yeah, yeah i would definitely be the guy who bought this <laughs> um yeah and last up we have polar polar so, so this yeah, yeah yeah this one it was interesting but um so it's just an app with photo editing tools just to make your pictures look prettier more professional um big market but a crowded market yes I feel. yeah and you made an interesting point before the show about how this is a standalone app and how long could it actually Yeah, so when we were talking about this, I I thought it was a cool technology. I like what they've built. I think it looks pretty cool. But I'm always kind of curious with these smaller players inside the broader social space, Mm -hmm. what happens to them? Because Facebook, 
is huge. It's, yeah. you know, it's worth like a half trillion dollars. Right. And it's got two billion monthly active users. And how can you can you really build something that competes externally to that kind of empire without either being destroyed by Facebook right. or subsumed into it? Yeah. Um, Snap tried that by turning down Facebook's acquisition money a long time ago, and they're struggling. And so mm-hmm. when I see an app like Polar, I'm like, this is cool tech. But where does it go? Mm-hmm. That's my question. So no, no disrespect, just curiosity. Yeah, right? and the, and the reason they're trending is because they released um, a new feature called Album Plus, um, and to me, it just it sounded a lot like Google Photos. Um, so the draw to Album Plus was that it uses AI and it has um, features such as facial recognition, um, and you can like search for your photos and stuff. But can't I don't use Google Photos, but can't you do? That yeah, I think this has been a big thing that people, large companies have been showing off their ability to do kind of machine learning based tricks on data sets. Yeah. And that's what this is. Type in orange in Google Photos and here's everything that has the color orange in it. For yeah. Or, or maybe, an orange. Or an orange. Or maybe like baseball or yeah. whatever it is. Um, so Polar is kind of going uphill here because other companies that are much bigger than them are trying this. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, um, given that Snap still has 170 million DAUs, there's a large market for this sort of manipulation of photos in their storage, so perhaps you and I are being too much of haters and we'll do well. (laughs) Yeah, anyways, on that note, um, that's all we have for you this week, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com and crunchbase.news. I'm Trisha Tadani. And I'm Alex Wilhelm. And this is Startups of the Week. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz. Our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. And our producers are Peter Hartlog, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varelos. The music you just heard is Botfest by Alex Vaughn. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more. Listen to Chronicle Podcasts and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com slash podcast or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.